For You podcast. I'm Paul Pleshek. I'm here with my co-host, Sonny Callahan. And we are starting a podcast that's really related to the flooring industry. Everything in the flooring industry, every aspect of it, personalities, news, issues that affect every one of us. My co-host again, Sonny Callahan. Sonny, how are you doing today? Hey, how are you doing today, Paul? I'm doing well. Uh, Looking forward to this. Let's sit here and act like we haven't talked about starting this podcast for the last hour, trying to figure out how the heck to do it and pretend we're just started talking, right? Exactly. It's all fresh. <laughs> this is all new, right? It's right off the cuff or nothing, nothing, uh, nothing planned here. We'll just improv it. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're <laughs> going to do. We're going to improv it. But Sonny and I come from different backgrounds. We've got different uh, viewpoints in the industry. I think that's one of the things that's going to make it interesting is that divergent viewpoint that we may have in, <laughs> in nice the industry. There, <laughs> Subtlety is not yeah, your strong yeah. suit. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, well. So, so as you could probably tell already, the goal here is to keep it lighthearted. Hopefully it's entertaining as well as informational, educational. We're going to look at having guests that are on the show not today because we really wanted to just introduce the show to to the listeners, but going forward, we're going to look for personalities. We've already got uh, we've got somebody lined up that, frankly, is a is one of the personalities in the industry and 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 a great guy to talk about marketing and and so forth. That's uh, go Mr. ahead, Ken son. Ballin. I keep mispronouncing his name, so yeah, it's not Ballin for sure. It's Mr. Ken Ballin from. Flooring Installers of America, it's where I got to know him. And uh, he does a unique job on marketing himself, marketing his company, and actually getting the premium for the services that he gives his customers. Uh, he's not just an installer. He is a marketing machine. And uh, I know uh, salespeople and installers who are going to be listening to this, they can learn a lot from this young man. I've really been impressed. I got a chance, and I'll talk to him about it a little next week, but he did one of the competitions at CFI last year. He did. And he, uh, well, that, those competitions are baptism by fire, and he sure did a, he did a phenomenal job, but the, the challenges that are dealt with putting together a complicated installation that you're supposed to make look perfect, well, everybody's lined up behind you watching, and I think it's going to make for a really interesting discussion. Yeah, using somebody else's tools with installers hovering over your back. No, no pressure there at all. So and, and we, kudos and we to know, all the guys who did that. And we know from his Facebook page that everybody that's on there is so supportive. And, oh, yeah. well, They're loving. There's, and there's positive, never a critical... Positive remarks only. That's all they do. <laughs> never a critical statement at all. So, yeah. It's like the Twitter sphere, right? You get out there and everybody's anonymous and... It just shows the best of humanity. Yeah, sometimes, that's it. Right? We're just here to get along. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> just here to get along. I'm just trying to encourage you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. But a lot of the subjects we're going to talk about are things that Sonny and I talk about all the time. I mean, we we discuss. We both of us work in a lot of associations. Uh, I'm on the board of the ICRC. I'm past president of the NIC, uh, National Institute of Certified Floor Coverings Inspectors. I know Sonny served on uh, FCICA, right? Yep, I'm on their board. Just go ahead, take a minute, Paul. Tell everybody about where you came from, your background, and how you got into this uh, lovely industry. Well, the industry itself really started, uh, I had absolutely no desire whatsoever to be in involved with my uh, father's building services company. And so when I started my first not my first real job or first full-time job, but first job that I got into that I thought of as a career or something that I would pursue was uh, appliance repair. And it was appliance repair. It was you were delivered. the Maytag man. I was the, the Whirlpool man, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one day I was working, lifting a box off a new refrigerator. And yeah, I was a delivery guy too. Let's not make it sound like it was advanced technical here, but uh, blew out my shoulder. Just lifting the lifting the big old refrigerator box off, blew up my shoulder. Uh, doctor said, "Yeah, you'll probably be out, uh, uh, you know, four to six weeks." He took me into surgery, repaired it all up. I came out. Yeah, he said, "Moving around appliance, it's gonna be more like four months." 
because I had oh, wow. torn out, I had torn the, I don't know if it's the labor or whatever, right around the rotator cuff. So that was a shop of four people. They weren't exactly waiting for me to get back in four to six months. So I, uh, I took my arm in a sling and started doing work for my dad's building services company. And that rolled into doing carpet cleaning. And so I, at 20 years old, I started a carpet cleaning business that did residential and commercial off of my, my parents' janitorial service. So, uh, janitorial building services nowadays, it's never, it's not, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I, I started doing the, the, the building maintenance within that hated it just was the same thing every day. You know, everybody's got different things they want out of a job. That just wasn't for me. And I, I got into the, uh, the carpet clean, but I got certified by the ICRC pretty early on. And that's really where my affinity for that organization stems from is that everything I've done in my career was really based off that education that started there. And, you know, we'll talk more about it, but that rolls into, uh, you know, where we're at with NAFCT and things we do with educational programs and things like that. But where'd you start with your first industry position? Well, you know, I, I come by that, uh, that story that everybody knows somebody who's in floor covering and my father knew a guy who owned a store. And since I was about 13 years old, I started going there in the summertime, rolling remnants and going out on job sites with people and started out being a helper. And, uh, in 1991, yeah, 1991, I started full-time down in Orlando, Florida, and uh, uh, was a helper, did new construction carpet, uh, new construction houses and carpet, um, you know, did that for about five or six years and quickly realized that my body wasn't going to take doing that every single day for the rest of my life. Yeah. And uh, so I was, I was really fortunate. Uh, we had a couple of large contractors in central Florida and, uh, one of them was Spragans flooring and they needed a service manager at the time. So, uh, so one of the, the installation manager, Stephen Cooper, he took a chance on a 25 year old kid and said, Hey, come in and start this service department. We don't have anything started, started it from scratch. When I left a year and a half later, we had, I think, 12 technicians and 10 trucks and, you know, just really took it from nothing to something. And that's kind of where I started with dealing with service and complaints and homeowners and what really is a complaint. And somehow I've just been stuck in that groove for the last, uh, you know, 25 years <laughs> and I'm still dealing with complaints. But for those of concerns, you listening, concerns, it, not complaints. Remember concerns. Exactly. Exactly. They're concerns. They're complaints. That's why they're not claims. They're complaints. But that's where Paul and I, we have a good time because he comes from the cleaning and restoration and inspection side of the world. I come from the installation and manufacturing side of the world. So we kind of got all four bases covered and uh, we can typically figure out what's going on between the two of us. Uh, but we look at it at a completely different way. So what, what do you do now, Paul? Fill everybody in on what you do now. Well, just kind of to tag on to what you were saying there, I think that that's going to make for some of the more interesting conversations. I think that the, the viewpoints, when you think someone comes from manufacturing, and installation, talking to somebody that comes from uh, mainly claims at this point, c concerns, claims, <laughs> customer service complaints. opportunities. Complaints <laughs> is the right word. It's not a claim uh, until the, something's found wrong and then you have to pay. Uh, then it's a claim. <laughs> well, when I go in, they claim a lot of stuff. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, uh, that's going to make for a lot of discussion. Sonny and I, one of the strengths I think think we have is we've got an ability to disagree on things and have that discussion that hopefully addresses a lot of things that listeners are going to be thinking of and be able to see the other side of the coin, so to speak. You know, we're we're going to delve into some topics here that aren't exactly um, PC, easy, <laughs> yeah, peaceful conversations. Many times, uh, you know, we coming from like I said, the inspection side. You know, I hear how how manufacturers and installers and retailers and distributors talk about each other and and uh, the concerns that they have about other segments of the industry. And you know, the the less you know about a different segment of the industry, the easier it is to 
I don't know if the words blame them or be critical. Yeah. Be suspicious. Be, be critical. critical of them. Exactly. Sure. And I think that's a big part of what we're able to cover you and I, in the sense that, you know, we can represent some of those industry segments and be able to ask the questions that otherwise really don't seem to get asked. Right. But yeah, at, at this point I'm, I'm in inspections. I'm a full-time flooring inspector. I'm certified by the IICRC, the National Wood Floor Association. I uh, do education with the National Academy of Floor Covering Training and certify in subfloor substrates. We do uh, inspections training in resilient and hardwood and uh, and carpet as well. But mainly at this point, most of my time is spent in, in the field looking at flooring failures and finding out why they failed. And I think that that portion of the, of the industry is also kind of an overview of it. You have to have a working knowledge of all those segments of the industry, or you really can't determine who is at fault. And sometimes it's what I see in inspections is that inspectors inability to remove their hat of where they came from. So if you're an inspector and you came out of installation or you came out of manufacturing to be able to step back and look at that more as information that's useful, but you're no longer looking at any sort of a flooring concern as a manufacturer, an installer, uh, uh, a cleaner, whatever it is. But that's really how I got into inspections was doing correctional work for manufacturers and solving problems for local retailers. So, you know, and I know if, from talking to a lot of installers, inspectors that come out of that field aren't exactly the most popular. And oftentimes there's, you know, what do you know about installation? But the carpet cleaners, the, the, the maintenance people that go into the field really have already spent a lot of time doing problem solving because they're dealing with that material after it's been in service for a period of time. And especially when there's nothing that's manifest before maintenance and all of a sudden you do something and you know, you've got adhesive coming out of the joints or you've got a carpet that's all wavy. You've got to figure that out because if you don't, you're going to have to either replace a material or go to court on it, I guess. And so. Yeah. Not only do you have to tell them what's wrong, you have to be able to prove why that's what you said is wrong. And that's the big exactly. difference in, in a, in a professional inspector and an inspector. Just two cents yeah yeah some people would call a professional inspector redundant some would call it an oxymoron but uh. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so my, uh, my, my favorite story for paul and i is when we when we met early on we were at a convention and uh he he knew my disdain for uh inspectors i've been on the manufacturing side and the installation side inspectors you know maybe we don't get along all that well but um but the funny thing was, is I told him, I said, you know, I have this feeling for uh, towards inspectors, but when it comes to you, you're more like the least smelly homeless guy that I've met. And I really meant that as a compliment, man. I hope he took it as one, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I still don't, I'm joke. still not sure. He's the least smelly I, homeless guy. <laughs> I'm still not sure about that, but uh, you know, uh, it was memorable. Yeah. <laughs> we still get a good laugh out of that for sure. Obviously, we worked together for a long time, so I couldn't have taken it too but too insulting. But uh, so, who was the first manufacturer you worked for, and what was your position with them? Well, the first manufacturer I worked for was actually Parakim, and a lot of the old timers will remember that company. They sold adhesives at the time; they called it Parabond, and uh, I was a uh, I was an agent for them down in Central Florida. And uh, this was this was back when John Jordan himself, he still owned the company, and he asked me to come up, and I'd helped him on a couple of claims, and he asked me to come up and be the uh, the, the technical person for uh, their floor covering line. I told him no. I said no. I'm not moving my family from Florida. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I had two boys in middle school. My daughter was three. I said, it's not going to happen. So finally, he called me up, and 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 those those people on here who know Mr. Jordan, he was just a great guy. And unfortunately, he passed away uh, a couple of years ago. But he called me up. He said, "Sonny, what's your real name?" I said, "Well, Mr. Jordan, it's Harold." 
He says, okay, Harold, I got you and your wife a plane ticket, and you'll come up see me next week. I said, yes, sir, I'll be there, no problem. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, he brought us up and brought us into the plant uh, Monday morning, first thing, and we are at the plant maybe two hours. And he gave us a list of about 20 places to visit in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, downtown, uh, some waterfalls, things like that. By that that afternoon, my wife was like, why aren't you up here working yet? Two weeks later, I was up here working. So he <laughs> sold my wife, Wendy, and then we were up uh-huh. here, uh, I was up here working. He knew exactly what he was doing. So. so the whole visit really had nothing to do with you? No, had nothing to do. It was all selling <laughs> Wendy, and I, he knew that's what he had to do to get me up here. And uh, the boys finished out uh, that grade of school. They moved over and they moved in the summertime and came up here. And, and by far the best decision I ever made in my life. I love living up here in, in South Carolina. So. You're not missing Florida too much, huh? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not Florida's at in all. the news. It's in the news a lot. I mean, it seems like a real interesting place to live. Yeah, well, it's a hurricane <laughs> target. So. <laughs> <laughs> that it didn't help in 2004 we had three hurricanes literally cross over oh. our house and we're like now nah, we're gone we're done good thing we have a couple of weeks left and and that was it so yeah no especially up here all four seasons it's 65 degrees today it's beautiful yeah i can uh i can see that challenge i got kids right now my oldest is 10 and my, my girls are eight so I got twins and my youngest is seven. I can't imagine uprooting at this point and having everybody start over in a new location. That had to have been more and than a challenge. School. My boys were not happy for about a year. It took a while. But once they realized it, they, uh, uh, they're, they're glad. They're, they're certainly glad we moved here. So I'm not sure if it goes quite as well if a Yankee like me moves down south of the Mason-Dixon line. But No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I moved north to the country to the, to, to be more in the south. I moved north. Gotcha. And some, yeah, that's true. The further some north people say, Florida, some, some people say they live in the in the uh, Bible Belt. This is the buckle right through here. The buckle. <laughs> they, they say about Florida, the further north in Florida you go, the further south you are. Exactly. That's that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> yeah, you don't associate true. Miami and 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 Key West too much with Nashville. I don't think no. that that's a, that's a direct association. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Sonny and I have worked together, I don't know, probably five, six years now with NAFCT. And, and this is really all part of what we're trying to do. It's part of trying to get the education out there, but, you know, traveling to schools and taking certification classes is pretty expensive. There's a lot of technology out here where we're going to be able to utilize to, to get more out there. And I think that's one of the, the, the things we're really moving forward with NAFCT. And that's kind of the, the pause we have right now is moving into some of the other areas where education can be provided. And education isn't just training classes. I mean, we're going to bring some people in here. We're going to talk about some things that are, that are very in-depth, very technical, and, and cover subjects like, you know, there's a lot of uh, vinyl plank flooring out there right now, and the more of any flooring that gets out there, the more claims you have on it. So we'll have some discussions about where those are successful, where they're not, and some of those uh, contributing factors. It, it never fails. When we, when we have one of our classes, um, no matter where it is, Paul and I, and usually Seth Pavarnik from Ardex is, is the, the other presenter, but the curriculum is usually the smallest part that we talk about. We usually talk about the real world things that come up. Um, we're just immersing ourselves in flooring from seven o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night because we're at lunch together. We're at dinner together. And we really try to t- help people who go through these programs. Why are you having the problems that you're having and what can you do to resolve them and not have them again? And that's the biggest thing that we're, that, that, that we like to do. Anybody who does education or provides education be it in floor covering, be it in auto mechanics, in in school, uh, traditional education, you're, you're not in it for the money, okay? We're not getting rich by this. We both have full-time jobs that we do separate from NAFCT. We're doing this because we like helping people. We like sharing what we know. We've had some 
awesome experiences and met some great people through the through the years in flooring and we want to share this information that we have with other people and that's what we're going to try to do here we mentioned having uh ken ballon on the show uh we're going to have manufacturers rep we'll have the seth bavarniks of the world uh we'll have you know just about any manufacturer that you have out there if you have a have a request send us an email and uh, we can make sure we can reach out to that person and try to get them on the show but that's that's the goal of what this is going to be yeah and i and not to, not to say we're not going to let the guests talk about some of their products, some of the things that they have out, but it's not going to be an approach of a of a marketing type guest. We're not going to have them in just to do that. We're gonna we're gonna need to ask them some questions that people in the industry are asking. You know, yeah, we're not going to do an editorial. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, but you will be able to hear about some new products. You will be able to hear about some different things out there and. And even with with our background, we still know the importance of talking about industries. And if we're going to talk about, you know, inspections, we're going to talk to inspectors from different disciplines. We're going to talk to people from different certifications and things like that. We're not going to limit this to things that we're working on. And believe me, between the two of us, we're working on, <laughs> we got our fingers in almost everything that's going on out there to some degree. Um, so... Hopefully it's found to be something that people learn a lot from, but also have enough laughs in it that it's not like watching paint dry. It's not like watching adhesive dry. I think they'll be <laughs> listening to the paint dry. <laughs> they'll be listening to the paint dry. So where are you at now? What are you involved in? What are you, what's your, what's your main focuses? What are some of your projects? Yeah. Um, well, the, the, the main thing that takes up most of my time right now is uh, about a year and a half ago, coming up on two years, I started Divergent Adhesives. So my background has been in adhesives for the past 15 or so years. Uh, like I said before, the installation before that, uh, it was really a natural transition for me to, to go from working from a larger company and start my own adhesive uh, company. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to be able to do that, like I said, over the last 18 months or so. Uh, now we've got the product guides together. We've got the product line together. Uh, we're starting to do trade shows, starting to go out and meet with folks and start really to start to sell some adhesive. Uh, it's amazing how much it takes to get a pro an adhesive program put together to be able to sell. And that's taken up most of my time, uh, like I said, for the last 18 months or so. But um uh, I, I, I talk about glue. That's what I do. I go all around the Southeast and all across North America, actually, and talk about adhesives. Well, and, and I think being upfront with who we are, that's part of it, right? People need to know what, who we are, where we came from, but everything that we've worked on, we've, as, as NAFCT, we've put on, uh, the floor essential events and have had manufacturers contribute to those from, you know, people that, some would consider competitors. We, we consider them peers. It, it's not a matter of, you know, yeah, this is who I am. This is who I work for. But that's not what this is about. That's not what any FCT is about. That's, that's really just more of a, a, a that's, that's where we generate our income, but that's not what we're trying to do in the industry. Right. Well, I, and that's a good point, bringing up the flooring essentials for, for those of you who don't know what the flooring essentials class is, is we take a day and a half, two days, and we actually walk you through every part of what is vinyl uh, for a resilient, this is a resilient course, what is vinyl, what makes it the category that it's in, what type of substrates there are out there, how do you check the moisture in those substrates, how do you prep those substrates? How do you choose the right glue? How do you install it? How do you finish it? How do you maintain it? All the way from the beginning to the end. And again, you're completely immersed in floor covering because you're around some of the top people in the industry. And like Paul said, you know, for that weekend, we're not competitors. I'll sit next to no. Sam Biondo from Mapay. I'll sit with Seth at Ardex. We're going to be talking about what we can do to make the industry better because that's the only way we all get better is if we share what we know. So the flooring essentials is not, like I said, not to, not to try to sell that class. We don't have one coming up, but, but <laughs> I, you know, it is something that I enjoy doing. It is a fun couple of days. So, And to get, get the listeners and those that are, that are just getting to know us a little bit to understand that we're used to working with people that 
our peers in the industry. We're used to working with and, and exchanging ideas. Yeah, there's, there's always a sales aspect to things when you're, when you're in a technical field, but really it's more about the answers. It's more about making sure people are being trained properly because the less failures there are, the more professional the industry, the better it is for everybody. Oh, definitely. And and I tell people, this is, the, this is the pitch I use whenever I'm asking somebody to come to one of these events. The pitch I say is, if you teach someone how to use your product, what did you just do? You just sold them your product. So you can reach sales through education. Uh, and, and that's really important to do. And that's how we get these great sponsors, because without the sponsors, we couldn't have these events. So you know, we, we, you, you can learn and you can sell at the same time. So it, it is fun for everybody. So I, I, I think that really coming up through the industry, one of the, one of the key things that we have in common is that we have worked with a lot of associations. We've served on committees, we've served on boards. Uh, we've, we've done public speaking at different events last year at surfaces. Sonny and I got to talk about, concrete vapor emissions and, and testing and things like that. So, you know, I'm happy to be right now on the IICRC board. I felt an affinity for that. I came up through that industry that that was kind of my career path and that's how it, it laid out. Right. I started out into the carpet cleaning. I did some restoration and there's journeymen and master levels within that segment started doing that problem solving, getting into inspections and, and now doing inspections and really even if you continue the career path, getting into education, then that's part of the ISCRC. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we can touch on as far as that goes. Like, and, and the people that, that you meet, we can, we can talk about NAFCT in the, in, the, in the classes and the education. There's a college education you can get just at all the lunches and dinners and social events that you go to and just talk industry things with people that have been in it. I mean, we've, we've had some great conversations with, uh, oh gosh, now I'm going to forget his name. Sim Chrysler, right? I mean, oh, you know, definitely. Yes. Sim Chrysler is the man, by the way, I hope he listens, <laughs> but, uh, he's one of those guys. He's been around the industry, uh, for a long time. And when he speaks, you shut up and listen. And that's the best thing you can do. But the, the most important thing is, you know, I, I like to, you know, consider myself a professional. I think I know a lot, but you know what? If I don't know something, I'll ask the question. And Absolutely. there's, you know, the old adage, there's never a dumb question. Ask the question. You know, we, we've had so many great conversations start with somebody who was scared to ask a question. It turns out there were 10 other people in the room who didn't know the answer. Right. and we Or there were 10 different answers they had. So we ended up having a great discussion about it. So never be afraid to ask a question when you're in a group. Um, it, you know, except for on social media, because they may be a little mean. But when you're in yeah. person, ask whatever you want, and they'll be happy to help you. <laughs> like you said, that, I think it's a it's a slide in one of my presentations that says uh, you can either not ask a question, or you ask a question, and look like a fool for a minute, or not ask the question and be a fool for your life. Is that you between know, all that, the Star Wars ones that you have, or the the Star Wars quotes? Yeah, well, <laughs> there, there's some geekdom. Never, never a dull moment with this guy giving a presentation. <laughs> I try not to. I try not to. So in in your associations and the volunteer work you do now, you know, that, that extends beyond, you know, work, working and volunteering on, on committees gets way more in depth than I think a lot of people understand. You know, we, we both have had the opportunity to work on some standards, right? To so do some... some you work with ASTM pretty regularly still, right? We do. FO6. Yeah, yeah that's the um, FO6 is the resilient uh, committee. I'm still involved with that one. Uh, FCICA. Uh, I'm on the board of directors for FCICA. Uh, golly, what is see. I'm a director of education for NAFCT. I'm the editorial advisory board for FCI. There's so many things. You you can get so wrapped up in all these acronyms throughout our industry, but what the point we're trying to make is we're not trying to brag and say what we're doing is we want you to get involved. There's plenty of opportunities. You know, my, you know, uh, I mentioned before my strong suit is adhesives, not ceramic, right? So if I wanted to 
know something about ceramic, I would go to one of these boards and I would find somebody in that group who could help me. So again, find the one that's comfortable with you. There's ones for installers. There's groups for project managers. There's groups for salespeople. There's groups for instructors, for inspectors, you know, whatever your niche in the market is, there's certainly an organization that can help and benefit you and make you better at your job because ultimately that's all that's, that's everything we're trying to do right we want to be good but we want to be better um but and and paul touched on it a little bit before but the the great thing about floor covering is there's so many options available for you again right. i told you i started out as a helper that that's about i, I swept floors and scrape floors mm -hmm. that's I, that's how I started out, but look at me now, you know, I've started my own adhesive company. Um, I, I like to think I'm well-perceived in the industry. Um, so the possibilities are endless. There's so many career paths you can go. If you want to go into sales, if you want to go on technical services, do you want to go to the operations side? Um, anybody with installation backgrounds, it just opens doors. You can go wherever you want. Oh, definitely. I think the ability to to move around, to move up in the industry, and you brought up a keyword, and that's something that we're planning on talking about with every guest that we have in is career path, right? We can talk about bio. Someone, what's your bio? Where do you? Well, the bio that you get from somebody is really is their career path and where they started, the steps they took, and how they got to the point they're at now, and even going beyond that to where do they plan to go from there? What's their what's their goals? What's their you know how do they plan to retire rich? Right. That's I'm not, it. but <laughs> I just want to retire I I, at some point. <laughs> I said, I got four kids. I'm definitely not retiring rich. Uh, not going to happen, but um, that's going to be something that we, we cover on virtually every show and whether it's specifically talking about career path or not, that is the flooring industry offers options. It really does. There's things that you can yeah. do. And you start exploring those options. We were, we were talking about associations and things like that. Well, you know, you have to have all sorts of different segments within a, within a committee when you're working with ANSI, when you're working with ASTM. It has to be representative of the industry at large in order to make it a standard. And I think that's a, an important part to think about with working with those types of organizations is the fact that that's a, that's a network of people that now you're working with on a regular basis to try to write a standard, to try to, you know, come up with a consensus in the industry regarding a given topic. You're going to argue with them, but you're also going to see the people that have good basis for their arguments. You're going to get to know what their point of views are and kind of an extension of what we're doing here. Or oh, here's an extension of what they're doing. Yeah, if you, can, if you can listen to someone's argument against you and understand it, that's, that's the best you can be. I mean, that's that's... If you can totally understand what the problem is, that's when you right. find the solution. Absolutely. So, you know, we're going to have some people in that, that we know from some of these committees. We'll talk specifically about the, uh, a given standard. We'll talk about standards organizations, how they work, how to get involved with them. And we can give a lot of direction on that because we both have a lot of experience. You know, if you go through the organizations that are in the flooring industry, there aren't too many that Sonny and I haven't served on committees with, you know, just off the top of my head, we've, we've already listed FCICA. We've listed, uh, NWFA when I was talking about my certifications, IICRC, we've got CFI out there. We, we work with them. You know, you think ICRI. Of an <laughs> ICRI, yep. There, there are so many of them, but we have served on those committees and, and we've seen the work that they do. The volunteer work, there's so many people out there that are just volunteering their time to make the industry better. And that's all it is, is time. Sometimes you might have to travel, but overall, all you're really doing is getting on conference calls and exchanging emails and, and working together. And that's, that's one of the strengths, but I think we could expand on it. Right. No, exactly. That's what I hope this podcast will do as well. Just open up the line of communication. And when, and like I said before, we can share what we've learned. You can, you can teach us things because Paul and I are definitely here to learn as well, because we hear things every oh, yeah. day that we have not heard before. 
<laughs> and we look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I think when you get into education, I think that's an uh, an extension of the appreciation you had for the education you received coming up through the industry. Uh, I think it's as much the 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 mentoring aspect to it. You know, being able to yeah, even even when we when we comment on Facebook posts and different groups. You know, it's always a matter of trying to mentor, trying to get the information out there. Not everybody's that way. Don't get me wrong. That's <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> you know, but in our, in our private conversations, we can just tell each other when we're not on the right line of thinking, but <laughs> it's always a matter of mentoring. It's always a matter of, of trying to impart our knowledge and mentor others and look for people that have more knowledge than us and, and let them mentor us. I mean, it's, it's an ongoing process. All, everybody in this industry in any industry actually should always have a go-to person. If they don't know the answer to something, they should have a person or a group of people that they can go to. Yes. I've got one. We, we have a group that's a, there's five or seven of us total and it's a, a group text. And if we see something we don't know, we'll shoot it in that text. And right. I, I look forward to introducing everybody that's on that text method, text message thread but you'll see between the, the the seven of us on there, if we can't figure it out, you know, what are you going to share? Right? Are you going to share all those messages with us? Are you going to? I may not share all the messages. <laughs> <laughs> not, it's, not, huh? it's not X rated. <laughs> it's PG thirteen. It's a private conversation. Is it PG or PG thirteen? We're going for here. Well, we're going for PG. We'll just. Oh learn. no, I can't. I can't even talk about this text message thread. Then just forget I even said anything. <laughs> We're over the limit. <laughs> Cut that out. Hit that edit button quick. Well, We're the, the point is always have somebody that you can go to. Again, don't be afraid to ask that question. It's it's so important to have someone, someone or a group of some people who can help you. That that's really important. And I think the idea that people in your industry and then people in in complementary industries gives you that other perspective on it too. So you're going to get some very specific information that are other people like, like what you're saying. I've got friends that I do the same thing within inspections. Sometimes they have the answers, but sometimes I need to take that to a, to a person I know from manufacturing or a person I know from installation, get their opinion on it. Because when you see one thing every day, you, you sure do start to see things that other people don't see. Right. And, if those problems are coming back or those situations, that answer might not always be within your own industry. It might be coming from somewhere else. And, and yeah, that networking part of it. So we're going to put some contact information out there for people that come on the show. And I'm sure that some of you will hear them talk and know that they have the ability to, to help with the circumstance you're facing. And, and if we help expand that network, that's going to be just a, just a bonus for the show overall. Uh, no, absolutely. But on the flip side, this industry is notorious for doing something because somebody said that's the way they did it. You've got to make sure your sources are validated. Uh, yeah. Because you've done it for 20 years that way is not the answer. <laughs> See, now, I always thought it was 30 years. I've been 30, doing it this way for 30 years. <laughs> if, if, someone, if I walk up and somebody says, I tell them something, and they go, I've been doing it this way for 30 years. I just stop talking because that's their way of saying, I'm not going to listen to you. That's essentially what they said. You know, you're not going to argue with them, but again, just make sure that, that who you're talking to has been validated and you, and you, you can trust what they say. Well, and where does it, where does it come from? Because the idea that you learn a lot from people that you work with closely, if you're an installation and there's somebody that's been in the industry a long time, you've definitely learned things from them, but they've had their own ingrained bad habits that you've also learned. Unteaching is, un is way <laughs> harder than teaching. Yeah. <laughs> Trust us. We see that when we're doing these classes. So, and, and plus these job sites, I, I, I'll share a quick anecdote or story. Um, I'll leave out where it was, but I'll just say it was a federal job and it was a union job. And how can I describe it? It had over $350 million worth of 
antiques Ooh. and art and things in the building. Just leave it at that. So they were taking up uh, carpet tile and putting down hardwood. And they just peeled up the carpet. And then the guy behind them came by with the urethane trowel and just started troweling urethane adhesive right on top of the pressure-sensitive tacky. Couldn't figure out why their shoes were sticking and they were sticking to the floor. And I get, luckily I got there. They only had a, a thousand or so feet down. And uh, I told them that, you know, they've got to stop. They can't, they can't keep doing what they're doing. And, you know, obviously got the speech. That's the way we've always done it, blah, blah, blah. I was like, The Look. directions say I can put it over adhesive residue, right? <laughs> exactly, adhesive <laughs> residue. Well, here comes the GC. He's, I don't know, every bit of 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and he tries standing over me. I'm, I'm not a very tall person. He tries standing over me and bullying me, telling me that they're going to do it this way. And I'm like... Well, no, you're not going to do it that way. I kept thinking I was they were going to find my body in the river somewhere. But once I, <laughs> once I explained to them that it's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when with this, the hundreds of millions of dollars that were at stake because they didn't want to take the time to either skim coat it or scrape it right. was just crazy. You know, you can't take, you can't treat this 100,000 square foot job the same way you would Mary homeowner's kitchen. Maybe you got away with that in the kitchen. Maybe worst case, but you still wasn't the right way to do it. And that's, that's what we try to talk about and, 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 and show you why that, you know, if you try to do things the wrong way, eventually it is going to catch you. Oh, there's no question. I just wrote an article too about that. And, uh, oh, what's the, what's the FCICA magazine? The one that they contractor contractor. Something. And it was basically just talking about that and the, and the, position flooring professionals find themselves in where the project's behind already because the weather was bad or because they had problems with the with getting the structure enclosed and then the HVAC you know flooring is one of the last things to go in and any delays there are just dramatically magnified well and, and, and it's a finished trade how how do we get the GCs to treat our finished floor the same way they do a wall uh, an electrician will come in and put an outlet in and all the dust and wires and rock and everything just sitting on the wood floor. Could you imagine if we got any scrap of adhesive on the wall? The guy would go crazy. <laughs> right. well, so what is different about floor covering? What can we do? I mean, these are kind of things that we want to talk about once we get this thing up and going is why doesn't flooring get the respect that it should? Absolutely. I, and, and how do we get it there? You know, yeah. get some answers to this. How did it because... get there in the first place? I mean, what makes you think that you can just do that? Because you can clean it? I mean, maybe that's, I don't know. Yeah, it's a floor. But I'd be, you know, I'd be upset. I'd be upset to walk in and see that on my on my floor. It's just crazy. Oh, and people tracking through it. And, you know, everything's an abrasive, right? It's not yeah. like, it's not like uh, you know, talking with uh, somebody this week about desk mats. Sandy environment. uh, uh it's a it's a rigid core floor, and they've got the rolling chairs at all the desks that are just sitting on top of the on top of that floor and trying to explain mm. to them that there's no difference between a piece of sandpaper and the embedded sand on the bottom of those wheels. There's yeah. no difference whatsoever. And well, it's a floor; it should be able. To, well, no, if you put that on that concrete, you're going to get through the the top yeah. layer of the concrete. Point load is a real thing. <laughs> so. I think we've really given an overview, and, and that's the goal. We want everybody that, that is interested in listening to the show to have an idea of who we are, what our perspectives are, and, and what we're going to talk about. I think, uh, you know, one of the things that we're going to talk a lot about is just the news stories and, and discuss different uh, perspectives on that. We're going to talk some about jobs. What do we got in the industry? You know, Sonny and I talk right now. Well, you know, what what... Is there an installer shortage? Pretty much everybody seems to agree that there is. What are some of the aspects to that? What can we do to, what can we do with an installer shortage to make installations better, right? So how can we, if we're going to try to attract all of these new installers into the industry, how do we attract people that um, are craftsmen, people that really take, you know, take the best installers in the industry, learn from them, 
and and become that level of an installer and not just somebody that goes in, puts it down when the boss says put it down and doesn't even take up the carpet adhesive before they do. <laughs> so Exactly. Let's train them right the first time, for sure. We're we're gonna try to Sonny and I were we're talking about Ken coming in next week and one of the topics we're gonna talk about that with is marketing. Because I think that's one of the things that he is really, really good at. He's got his He's got uh, his Facebook page that's out there. What's that Facebook page again? Uh, Skyro Floors. Flooring installers of a... Oh, oh, oh. oh. (laughs) (laughs) We'll wait for that one. We'll bring that up when he's here. We'll we'll talk to Ken about that. (laughs) But it's all... It it is all a matter of of marketing and, and putting yourself out there. Because once people in the industry know you... You know, we've got a we've got a, a gentleman from Wisconsin that I got to know a little bit who's now with uh, with a manufacturer as a tech rep. He came right through. Uh, uh, Zern, I should know these names before I bring them up, shouldn't I? I, I should Jay really. Zern. Jay Zern. Yep, well, I should Ken. say Jay and Jen Zern, two good people, great people. <laughs> you know, but I think that those are people we're going to bring in and talk about. You know, the fact that they got in the industry. And how they got to the point of being respected to the point that manufacturers came to them and said, listen, we'd really like to have you as part of our family. Yeah. I mean, that's it. What else are you doing when you're out there doing your installation? You're selling yourself. You're selling your time and your knowledge, but you're also selling yourself. You know, show up with clean clothes on every day. Show up in a clean vehicle. And trust me, you'll go farther than the the person who doesn't show up like that because you're selling yourself. First impressions are always a big thing. I think that's part of marketing. You know, when you roll up into, like you said, that that homeowner already, that business owner, that homeowner already has an opinion of you. They're before judging you, get... you from the moment you pull up. Absolutely. And we're <laughs> going to do a complete podcast just on that because there's a lot of merit to that. And there's actually a lot of science behind that that we can share and help. Now, are there days when your vans broke down, you're going to strap a roll of carpet to the top of your Corolla? Heck yeah, that's what we all do because we want to get the job done, right? But is it your day-to-day? No, your day-to-day has got to be set. So there's there, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff that we're going to talk about. Um, Paul's going to throw out an email here in a few minutes so we can so you can send us what you want to talk about. You have specific questions. We're going to try, try to keep you updated on what's going to come up in future uh, episodes so you can be ready with questions, things like that. That's right. We're going to have the – we've got the uh, email – the email is floorupodcast at gmail.com. You can reach Say us both there. Floor you, the letter U, podcast at gmail.com. That's the floor email address. Podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Correct. So any yeah, questions? I'm learning it at the same time you are, folks. <laughs> any questions you have, anything that you want for topics, if you're interested in being a guest on the show, podcast at gmail.com. Got the website up, floorupodcast.com. So you can see the, the, the latest shows there. Some of this is a work in progress. We're not exactly tech guys. We're flooring guys. So it's going to take us a little time, but um, hopefully within the first couple episodes, we'll have it up on Apple Podcasts. We'll have it out on Stitcher or Spotify and so forth so that I can be reached there. Uh, going to be on YouTube we're uh, for a YouTube channel for the the Floor You podcast. We'll have that up and running. So we're we're doing some of these things during the show. So you know, it'll be there. Trust me. Tony smiling at <laughs> it may me. May not right be now. there right now, but we'll get it there. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll be able to reach out to us. You'll be able to see. We're going to do some on location things over the over the course of time. We're going to do some things that we put onto just YouTube where it's just you know, different conversations and interviews and, and live read-ins or live, live looks at, uh, different events that we go to, uh, Facebook page and so forth. You can look for us there for all sorts of additional content. And hopefully at some point it's all, it's all, you know, different videos. We're able to share some articles, but You'll, if you're tuning in for the first one, you're going to see us grow through this process because it is not exactly something that is in our wheelhouse to begin with. So hopefully we figure it out quicker than not. So, but 
we do usually try to get some news stories and we do want to try to keep things a little bit lighthearted and we'll see how sharing technology here works on the, on the show. But there was an article out this week and I, I think job site safety is probably one of the topics we'll spend a lot of time on. And, uh, you know, that comes in, in many forms, but there's a broadcast and this was in the, uh, this was in Sydney and it was shared by, uh, by Wood Floor Business Magazine this week. We'll just let you listen to the newscast and we'll see if you think floor or, or worksite safety is important after this being treated at Royal North Shore Hospital after an unfortunate accident on a worksite in Mossman. The 18-year-old got his trousers and genitals caught in a belt sander. He was treated at the scene and taken to hospital in a stable condition to have the machinery removed carefully. So much for PC PG-13 there, buddy. PG-13? <laughs> and that was on the news in Sydney. So, you know... Um, I bet you that young man is a lot more serious about job site safety after that. Yeah, I bet he wears eye protection now. <laughs> <laughs> but if that doesn't give you an idea of the direction we're trying to take the show, um, I, I guess nothing does. It's not all. It, it hopefully isn't boring. It hopefully is entertaining. And hopefully in the process, we learn as much as everybody that listens does. I want to thank you, Sonny. This was a this was an idea that was not that long ago and and has grown quickly from there. We we've actually been talking about this for almost like ten days now. Almost. So we've got we we both in the, in discussions. Really, yeah, we got to do that. So I thank you for for joining me in this or letting me join you, however you want to look at it. Oh, this uh, was fun. I'm glad we did it. I'm, I'm looking, looking forward, forward to it. To it. We're, we're going for an hour. We're still at about uh, 52 minutes here, but yeah. I think everybody's heard enough of us talk for one day. I think we've got the point across what we're going to cover. And uh, next week, so next week we've got Ken Ballen. Ken Ballen. Boring installer. Really, really knowledgeable guy, but but somebody that's a peer in the industry, somebody that you're going to get real information for or from regarding flooring installation. This isn't somebody that's at the 30,000 foot level looking down, telling installers what to do. This is a guy that's on his knees every day and working his butt off. That's right. So, so we're going to discuss that. You want to reach us, you can reach us at podcast at gmail.com. I'm sorry. <laughs> Screw that up right away. I'm really good with these reads. podcast at gmail. We also have com. And you will be able to find us on our YouTube, YouTube. page at uh, Floor You Podcast. So please feel free to send us any questions, any ideas you've got. Happy to talk about them. Obviously, if there's uh, some advertising you'd like to do on the show, feel free to reach out. We're not opposed to making a buck or two off it. Probably not going to be more than that, but what the heck. Um, but feel free to reach out for that. And tune in next week. We're going to put the podcast out uh, once a week. It's going to be an hour long. And if everybody's interested, we'll expand it out from there. So thank you very much for joining us and have a great week. Thanks, everybody. See you next week.